There are legends round here, even if only in their own minds. Forgotten, but not dead. Some have tried to stop them, but they keep coming back, coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. Uh, we are on our second episode. Um, this is Isaiah, joined again by Mark, Ted, and Sean. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing good. What's going on? Pretty good, man. What's going on? Fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Well, we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. Um, so let's go ahead and get right into it. Uh, so to start off, we're going to talk a little bit of wrestling news. Um, for those of you that haven't heard, um, this past week, um, Hall of Famer Harley Race had passed away. Um, that's a major loss, especially for the wrestling world. Yes, the greatest wrestler on God's green earth. <laughs> I guess now in heaven. Yeah, eight-time NWA champion. I mean, he's the one that put yes. Ric Flair on the map, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was getting ready to say the same thing, man. Him and... You know, Dusty Rose is already big, but him and Dusty Rose had some great matches. He lifted Ric Flair up and just all around. I think kind of overlooked when the discussion has talked about some of the greats, but I would say he's one of them. Has to be listed in the top five or ten of the best wrestlers. He he has to, and the guy was a legit badass, too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you you hear the stories, you know. Real ass kicker. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, there's so many stories out there about him, and it, it's it's great because he just was like a no-nonsense guy and who could really kick your ass if if you got into a real fight with him. I mean, the dude was That's great. what I figured. When Terry Funk said it's the toughest son of a bitch in wrestling, I took it seriously. So. Yeah. <laughs> Terry that... Funk's not kind of a crazy man himself. Right, exactly. So that, that was that, – that's such a huge loss. I mean – you know, obviously, you know, it's it's like 2019 sucks already for losses because, I mean, you know, like last week when, when we talked about, you know, Ruger Howard, who who also passed away recently. Now, you know, this week it's, you know, fucking Harley Race. Um, I tell you what, though, the, the, the first time I remember um, seeing Harley Race or, you know, seeing him in a match was uh, that match with that he had with uh, Haku um, in WWF. Yeah, that wasn't my first, so it's definitely one of the ones that's vivid in my memory. One of the first matches. Mm-hmm. I just remember them beating the hell out of each other, basically. Yeah. Because <laughs> Haku's a... Legit badass. <laughs> right. Haku's no slouch either. That's for sure. Um, but, I, you know, beyond that, the you know, I remember Harley Race from his WCW days when he was managing Vader. And let me tell you. Vader scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. When he came out with that huge ass mask that shot out the steam and everything, that fucking thing scared the shit out of me as a kid. One of my all time favorites, Vader, because he scared me. <laughs> right? I loved it when he barked. <laughs> <laughs> it's Vader time! It's Vader time! 
<laughs> God. I'm like, that guy's crazy. I love it. Yeah. And Harley Race at his side just made him that much more dangerous. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I remember trying to handcuff Ric Flair to the cage. <laughs> Ric Flair's big I might retire match of many. <laughs> yeah. How many did he actually have? He had so many of those. <laughs> That's the first one I remember distinctly. They had the family in, David Flair in before everybody knew who he was. Yep. God, Charlotte was probably there as a little girl. Yeah, I, I think I remember seeing, you know, some of the, because I was re-watching some of the videos a while back, and I could have sworn Charlotte was in there. Yeah, but, just makes us old, I guess. Yeah, that's that's for sure. <laughs> so that that's kind of a, a bummer, you know, for this week, you know, news-wise, because, I mean, it's yeah. it's obviously a huge loss for, especially the wrestling industry. Um. All right, so kind of moving along. Um, obviously, we still have quite a few movies that are coming out this year. Obviously, the most hyped up one right now is It Chapter 2. The first, It, um, It Chapter 1, was obviously a huge hit with it being the highest grossing horror movie of all time. Um, thoughts? I'm excited. I loved it. I'm oh, excited. Yeah. I've been watching the trailers recently. Any has any of you seen the trailer where the naked old lady runs at Beverly? I freaking yeah. lost it. Yes, that was the tea. That was the first trailer they released. I believe it. It looks really good. I wasn't impressed with the first one, mm-hmm. but looking back on it, it kind of grew on me a little bit. The the second one looks really good, which yeah. is going to be the opposite for me. For the old ones, I like the the first one better. This one I think I'm gonna like better. See, I enjoyed the first one a lot because I'm not a fan of the original. Yeah, I'm not either. Yeah, I don't know. It's got a good following. A lot of people enjoy it. It just always came across really flat and boring for me. Right, and and I'm kind of right there with you with that. Uh, The only thing that kind of won me over with the original one was Tim Curry as Pennywise because obviously that's just iconic. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I I agree with you. Beep beep, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I I agree. the The original mini mini series was kind of flat and boring, like you said. I, there's not really a, really much else that you can do. And I'm well, I'm it sure... was a made for TV movie. It right. wasn't. It was pretty restricted. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. problem. In my opinion. I don't always like that excuse. Dark I will say the first, even though it's twenty eighteen had that one scene where whole well, spoilers <laughs> where uh Beverly was in the bathroom and the hair came out and grabbed her head. Yep. That was freaking awesome. That was my favorite scene of that whole movie. I agree. That was great. <laughs> but so it, it it'll be interesting to see, you know, is this one gonna do better or is it gonna do about the same or less? I mean you never really know with sequels, but I mean the hype is there and it looks terrific. Especially if you've seen those trailers in the theater, especially like some somewhere like the Alamo Draft House, it just made it feel so much better, and it just got me so hyped for it. Uh, it, was, it was. I great. think it's gonna do better. Yeah. Yeah. My, my personal opinion. I mean, the, the the first one two years ago made so much money that everybody's been waiting for the sequel to to end the story. So I think more people are gonna see it. 
or they're going to see I it multiple love, times. I love the cast. I, I, I'm just excited for the whole thing. That's another the, thing. The guy, the what's his name? Bill Skarsgård, is that his name? Yep. Yeah. That's his name. The, he, he, he killed it in the first one as Pennywise. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. He did a great I agree. Job. It'll be interesting seeing the, yeah, it'll be seen. It'll be interesting, you know, just being able to revisit this part of the story with the older versions of themselves and just seeing how they tie it together in this one. Yeah, I like to see that transition, anyways, because you know, it's the same characters, but it's so different because now you're, right. you're dealing with them as grown-ups instead of the mm-hmm. kids fighting e- the evil. Force. Exactly. Yeah. You've got a great cast: James McAvoy, Jessica Chastain. Yep. Definitely. Um, um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, September's coming right around the corner, which means Halloween season is coming up. It's gonna be great. It's yeah. gonna be. It's gonna be good. Thought of the 13th, 40th anniversary, I think, of part one. Yeah, that's coming <laughs> up. <laughs> yep, definitely. Um, Three from Hell's coming out September also. Yeah. For a limited, limited yeah. theatrical showing. I'm looking forward to that too. Definitely. Yep. I got my tickets. So I'm good to go. Yeah. <laughs> so then, also, you know, after that, coming in October, Zombieland Two Double Tap. I am pumped for this movie. I absolutely loved the first Zombieland movie. Okay, so I think it, it looks pretty good, but it's going to be a completely different type of movie. Because the first movie only had just the main four people for most of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And this one's introducing several new characters. It, it looks good, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel a lot different, I think. Well, that I'd would never, be good. I'm not a big fan of the first one. I never thought I would see Woody Harrelson sitting in the Oval Office, so let's just say this movie... <laughs> Made that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's things I like in the first. I don't hate the first one, but I would like to see. Maybe I love the first one. Change it all. I thought it was funny as so. hell. Yeah. yeah. I tend to be in the minority in groups anytime I say that. Uh, <laughs> I love the Bill Murray. You're just I love the Bill Murray Sean. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. It's, the zombie genre is funny for me. There's, yeah. I don't, You're I'm a not zombie purist. Comedy. Shaun of the Dead is probably the only one that I really care for when it comes to the zombie comedy. Sure, that, that's a good movie. <laughs> and I felt like that, even though it was a comedy, it was also a, a huge tribute to right. zombies. So that's why it won me over. Yeah. Back to kind of the Bill Murray thing, though. I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if they have any cameos in this one like they did in the last one, because obviously yeah. that Bill Murray cameo was a huge, I did like know, that su- part of huge part, part of that, that first movie. Yeah, well, Bill that Murray won't be funny. Funny. He's dead, <laughs> right? <laughs> Unless he's not. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a Dan Aykroyd or something. Bill <laughs> Murray never <laughs> dies, Mark. <laughs> oh God! But so yeah, that's that's one I'm I'm definitely looking forward to because I I've I've wanted a sequel for so long, and you know obviously yeah. with it being ten years on, you know it's it's a good time for it to happen. So there's a seems like there's a couple other like indie movies that are going to be coming out here shortly too. Um, there's one called uh, The Gravedigger, which is kind of a spin on 
uh, obviously the classic uh, Frankenstein uh, story. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on that? I'm interested, definitely, man. Frankenstein's yeah. one of my favorite old stories from Universal. The trailer I saw was only like 20 seconds long. Mm. Yeah, it's and very short. But, but it, it looks, it like looks it in- pretty, it looked interesting. Like a dark, gritty kind of movie, which I think yeah. Frankenstein kind of needs to be. Right. I just hope they play off that human. Uh, sometimes they forget from the original, you know, showing his human side. I think that's a big part of the story. Yeah. You can't just go for the scare monster effects. You gotta yeah. feel for Frankie. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I definitely agree. It, for me, the, the trailer, I mean, you can definitely tell it's more of an independent movie. It kind of had yeah. that kind of feel. It almost felt, I don't want to say cheap, but it kind of seemed like that too i'm hoping you know it's 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 good and whatnot it just kind of yeah, came I off as seeming a, a little budget movie right they're they're hitting this really for me with but those kind of budget movies too but I'm, i really don't know what to think of it because we've had so many iterations of the frankenstein story yeah yeah it's really Frank, making me go i don't have a lot to go off of just that little yeah. bit so just, i mean it I might be good interested. Interested. I don't know what to think about it. Yeah. Yeah, so it it, it seems interesting. Um but it could very well it could very easily end up being just kind of another just statistic when it comes to these, you know, trying to be take a story and try to put a new spin on it, but it ends up not being really a new spin, it just ends up being trash. So it's 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 a fine line and I'm I'm hoping that they they tread it the right way and they end up hitting it out of the park I, I really hope they do yeah definitely I always support the independence yeah it's tough making a movie oh with yeah no money. <laughs> yeah I mean it, it's it's hard to make it man if you want to make a movie and you don't have a big budget work with what you got yeah, yeah. Keep it within your means. Think simply. Yeah. Sometimes some of the stuff we all love and cherish and worship have that mentality. Mm-hmm. You forget that sometimes. Right. <laughs> Definitely. On the other hand, though, there is um, the other movie um, that's that released a trailer recently that actually seems pretty good. It's another independent. It's called uh, Jack in the Box. I yes. absolutely love how the creature looks in this movie the trailer looks so awesome yeah it looks cool man i like the premise yeah. of the french made the old french made box and yep. what's yeah. trapped inside gives it an actual story so looks good that fucking job is kind of creepy. the master days yes that, that feel that the trailer did <laughs> yes that's the vibe i got from that doll when they when they you know pulled it out of the box oh my god it, that yeah. doll is so fucking creepy <laughs> but that one looks really good um i I'm, I'm looking forward to that i i can't wait to check that one out for sure and this just dropped today i don't know if anybody else got to see it the are you afraid of dark had a little teaser trailer yeah Pretty interesting, man. Yeah, like it just dropped today. I didn't get a chance to mention y'all before this, so but I wanted to throw it in there because it looks like Nickelodeon's not shying away from trying to get scary, just like the originals. I felt were, you know, they didn't hold back. They were 
family yeah. friendly, but not to the point where it was just like a family movie. It was just something right. everyone knew like a common exactly. Scare. That was that was a huge part of my childhood was the original series. I mean, yeah, me too. I mean, I remember going, you know, spending, you know, whatever night it was on. You know, that was like the last thing I watched before I went to bed. Ugh, I, I think it was Friday night. I think I think you're probably right. Yeah, I watched it. I loved Ari Fransberg. So. Yeah, that was good stuff, man. I enjoyed that. Like when Goosebumps came around, I was a little older. Yeah. So I didn't get quite as into that, but Ari Fransberg, Dark, I was all in on that. Definitely. So I remember um, the ones that always stuck out to me were like the the one with the headless horseman, obviously. Yeah. That's a classic. And then the other one where there's like a, a dollhouse. Uh, I don't remember if you guys remember that one. Where it was like, uh, I forget the, the whole story. But there's like a freaking dollhouse and it's like a, there's like a portal that goes and I don't know if it, I don't remember if it like traps you in the dollhouse or, or whatever, but I remember I that one too. Wasn't there an episode where the gnomes came alive? Or was that Goosebumps? It was that Goosebumps? I, I think, think that's Goosebumps. That was Goosebumps? They, they, it could have... Yeah, I, I, I vaguely remember... Goosebumps did more goofy about. things like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I want to say that was Goosebumps, but it, I mean, it, it could have been either or, honestly. Hey, Goosebumps was great growing up, too. <laughs> yeah. Goosebumps did have its... Um, have its time. I mean, obviously the books. Slappy were the dummy scared the piss out of me. <laughs> I was about to say Slappy. Yeah. Of course, I'm a huge fan of killer dolls and stuff like yep. that, like Puppet Master. Stuff, exactly. So, so dummies coming to life is right up my alley. Yeah, that was a, <laughs> that was great. Child's play. Mm. I wonder why you're so child. into dummies. Too. Dummies coming to life. <laughs> 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 oh man. That's good. Um, you know, speaking of these movies that are coming out, obviously we also have some Blu-rays that are coming out too. Um, first up, we got a uh, Tammy and the T-Rex, which is getting a release from Vinegar Syndrome. Yes. Super excited. Yes. And weren't Paul they talking Walker about this? Yeah. <laughs> weren't they saying it's going to be the R-rated version too? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Gore and Cats. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely into that. Vinegar Syndrome's putting it together. They usually do a pretty good job. They with do their, a great job. They yeah. do a great job with their Nightmare Sisters, and they're also releasing Hell Comes to Frogtown next or at the uh, end of this month. I did not know that. Yeah. I got more money to spend. <laughs> it's a new 2K scan. If only he was alive to give a new interview. Yeah, that'd be great. Everybody loves They Live, man, but they haven't seen How Comes to Frogtown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's coming out. Then, uh, kind of a big one for me, um, just because I grew up with the series and whatnot, but Twin Peaks is getting a complete series release on Blu-ray for the first two, obviously the older first two seasons, and then the rebooted season that was showed on Showtime. So it's getting a complete collection release, which I'm kind of excited for. Um, Ooh, I nice. love David Lynch's stuff. Um, I'm really hyped for that because I love, 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 yeah, love. That's love awesome. Something. It deserves yeah. the treatment for sure, man. It does. I'll probably buy it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I never saw the reboot series. I've mm-hmm. seen the original. 
I've only gotten about halfway through the second season. I haven't finished it. Okay. But, yeah, I'll probably buy it. It's, up, it's iconic. Yeah. David Lynch is good. He's his own unique mind. Yes, it's, so it's very strange, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's not for everybody, but if you like it, you'll love it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It, 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 hook, it hooked me in. I love it. So, I'm, Don't forget I'm that the... Uh, the movie Fire Walk With Me, Criterion put that out on Blu-ray not too long ago. Yep. Yeah, that's great. Which is basically the prequel to the whole show. Right. Shows what happens to Laura Palmer. That poor Laura Palmer. <laughs> that's actually like the first thing I ever saw of him. And then went to the series. Afterwards. Yeah. Well, chronologically, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't intentional, but it worked out. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. The Blu-ray has like uh, all the deleted scenes, I believe, and stuff that was just cut out from the final cut. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be packed full of features. Huh. Wow. It'll be good. It'll be good. It's it's definitely gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Um. So here's some news that kind of came out this last week, which kind of piqued my interest quite a bit too. Um, kind of moving off from Blu-rays back into movies a little bit. Um, James Wan has a secret horror movie project with New Line Cinema. Now, different outlets have said different things. A lot have said that it's an all-new original project. Others haven't specified that either. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, if they're being so secretive about it, is it something that people have wanted for a long time? Or is it truly something that's brand new? I mean, I'm, I'm hoping it's just not something that's just another movie, a part of the Conjuring, you know, system of movies. That I hope not, too. I love the, you know, the Conjuring universe has been fun and all that, but it's, it's, They've got a lot of movies now. So exactly. It's going to be original. Be... It's got to be its own thing, man. Or it's... go to where we were, I think, all hoping yeah. everyone wants to go. I fucking <laughs> hope to God, if it isn't something original, I hope it is a proper, proper, just as done to fucking Nightmare on the Street. If it's going to be one. It's going to be one of three things. It's either going to be another Conjuring movie, a Nightmare on Elm Street remake, reboot, whatever, that they've been talking about for a few years now again, or it will be something original. It's going to be one of those three things. Right. Hey, Robert I'm hoping said he's down to do one more. Yeah, yeah that, that too. The, the, um, what's the, the, Goldbergs. the Goldbergs. The Goldbergs. Yep. He, said he, he said he thinks he's got one more left in him. So and Heather, Heather said she wants to come back too. Oh, that's awesome. That doesn't yeah. surprise me. Hell awesome. yes, hell yes. And I don't think you can... <laughs> a lot of people have disagreed with me. I don't think you can do a nightmare without Robert. No. It's no, I agree. I agree. Absolutely not. There is no other Freddy. <laughs> no, there isn't. He is Freddy. So, you know, the little kid in me especially is really hoping it goes that way. I mean, obviously, I'm not holding my breath. But if I got my way, I would definitely have James Wan redo A Nightmare on Elm Street and just completely forget the trash that came out in 2010, have him do a proper, good, awesome reboot, 
or even a you know a you know a sequel you know to the first one yeah. you know how they've been doing lately with a lot of movies you know even if they went there's that so way. many ways you could go listen i mean you know as long yeah. as it's a good story well exactly. isaiah we we don't talk about the 2010 movie that doesn't exist no it doesn't exist that's that's the point I I will say this. What, what happened in 2010? I don't know what happened in 2010. It's another year. <laughs> in all seriousness, though, with the 2010 movie, I like Jackie Earl Haley as Freddy. It's just that the story was shit. Everything was shit about it. I just wish that he would have had the opportunity to, to do it good because everything else was just kind of against him with it. I, I thought his portrayal was decent, but that's really the yeah, only I mean, thing about he that. He was movie. just going with what they gave him. I just felt like they, he came, Freddie came across more of a ghost than he did an actual demon in your dreams. Right. And that that's all comes down did. to how it was directed and how they did everything. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, he's he's the only redeeming factor, if there is any redeeming quality of that movie. And I really do wish that he would have had the proper chance to do it right. You know, if yeah. they gave him something good to work with. He did have the best line in that movie too. Yeah, when he when he was talking, uh, was it Thomas Decker? I think was in the movie. Mm-hmm. He's like, the brain still functions what six minutes after death, so we still have five more minutes to play or something like that. That was, that line was. I love that good. line. Oh, he was sick and twisted in there. That was <laughs> that was kind of good. Um. So yeah, but. James Wan, I mean, whether it's new, whether it ends up being Nightmare on Elm Street, it's it's exciting as long as it's not another Conjuring movie because there's, they've got plenty of those coming out, like like we've said. So. Yeah, too much. Mm-hmm. It's losing its luster. <laughs> now, another hopeful thing that's been coming out is Tom McLaughlin talking about how he's written another Friday the 13th sequel called um, Jason Never Dies. Yes. I think it's Yes. I hope it gets these guys off their ass and settle it things. Sounds great. The the setting in the winter with the snow at Camp Crystal Lake just sounds amazing. Yep. Yeah. All been I like that for a while. I, think. I love the idea of the all female cast. Yep. It's something that hasn't been done before. I like the idea that these aren't people that know anything. They're not locals. They're just passers-by yeah i liked that like they're completely innocent to the whole situation Mm -hmm. so they don't know if it's a murder or an alien a monster what the hell is going on yeah yeah i like that too man he said he he wants to keep the sense of humor from jason lives which i love darker yes and i love that that is freaking perfect (laughs) and it's it it got me so excited because um you know, Jason Lives was the first Friday the 13th movie I was ever experienced. So that was my Same first here. taste of the whole franchise was part six. And then, you know, mm-hmm. kind of grew from there. So, I mean, part six is definitely my favorite out of all of them just because of that oh, fact. Yeah. Um, I, I did love the humor in it. I, I loved every, you know, everything that came with part six, I loved. And, you know... To be able to part six represents that again. when it came out so well, man. It's just yeah. It was well, part six does like part six does something that a lot of horror films don't do today, is they uh, get the humor right. The characters are yes. humorous, yeah, but they're not overly city or silly. It's not a comedy. And they yeah, and like, they don't make fun like of Hatchet. Jason. 
like yep. Adam Green and Hatchet. He nails yeah. it perfect. Perfect balance. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. You can have humor in your horror without a comedy movie with horror. Yes. Stop making it slapstick and There's goofy. nothing wrong with comedy horror. No. No, no, not at all. No, they both go hand in hand. But, yeah, exactly. So, that's um, part yeah. six was was also my favorite. I was curious, mm. what was your guys' favorite death from part six? <laughs> I know mine right off the bat. It's Smiley when, um, face. He cracks the sheriff. Smiley face. Oh, that's <laughs> like a good one. I love how they did that with the guy yeah. in the hole and his legs yep. sticking yeah. out. That was amazing. It's innovative if it's simple, but it's so yes. simple. The kind of effects that, that people don't think of anymore today. <laughs> exactly. I'll say my favorite is my favorite is the what Sean said when the sheriff gets his uh back cracked. Mm-hmm. I like the but I will say my favorite shot. That's a good one. <laughs> my favorite shot is when he's standing on top of the crashed RV. I thought that looked awesome. Yes. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. I saw the I saw the storyboard. Exactly. I saw the storyboard photos for the RV scene where he uh, slams uh, what's her name Nikki her face through the yep. RV wall. And the mm-hmm. original writing of the storyboard, he was supposed to mold her face through the wall like they did. And he's supposed to slam the machete through the back of her head and it comes out the other end. Oh, that would have been oh, so nice. cool. That would have been nice. Yeah, it's <laughs> oh, already a pretty cool death. Yeah. So, I mean, plus, awesome. with that movie, you can't beat the soundtrack either. I mean, Alice Cooper. Oh, I mean, Alice Cooper. No, you can Iconic. So, if they can get the... If this shit with, you know, obviously the whole lawsuit gets settled... We can get this fucking movie made. This is going to be fucking epic. I mean, especially if you can get the right balance of everything again, the right soundtrack again. I mean, it could be just fucking incredible. Are you listening, Sean Cunningham and Victor Miller? Get your shit together. Come on. I I also like how he's not trying to pursue the Tom Matthews, Tommy Jarvis thing because it's already kind of being done with the fan films going on. Yep. Yeah, I think that's the reason he decided to move away from that. But that yeah, was a blessing that. because now we're getting you know a totally fresh look, even similar but fresh. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, so you, do you think if uh, if this lawsuit is resolved, if this movie will see light? I hope so. I really know. pray it does it's because. Possible. I think it's a, a pretty the interest is generating if they have to get to the money yeah. can make. Yeah. Especially everybody got... loves part six. Exactly. Most people do, I should say. I can't right. say everybody, but most yeah, people most love Friday part fans six. like Tom McLaughlin. And obviously Tom loves the franchise. He loves the characters. So I yes. mean he's the perfect one to do it and he's he wants to do it. That's the thing. Is that yes. he's fucking taking the initiative now. To write this thing, even with this whole fucking lawsuit going on, because he loves the story so much, and he's talked it's about how he's been, yeah, he's he's <laughs> talked about how he's basically been writing this fucking thing for thirty three years, you know, uh, and just yeah. kind of just been building upon it and changing it as he's gone along. 
that shows somebody with passion for this fucking thing. Unlike Victor Miller and Sean Cunningham, who just want to fucking fight over money because they're children Absolutely. right now. Yeah. So it's all about so, pride. Yeah. So if if this movie does get greenlit, who does he sign as Jason? Does he go back to CJ? I would love to see CJ back. I mean, as Absolutely as much. Absolutely, my vote one hundred percent. As much as I love Derek Mears in in the remake, and obviously I know how you guys feel about the remake for the most part, I love, I love Derek it. Derek Mears as <laughs> as Jason. I, I I would if if Tom McLaughlin is able to make his movie, I would love to have C.J. Graham back, definitely. As long as it's yeah. good, I don't think I'd care who's back behind the mask. Yeah, I was gonna say I you mean, can I'd put C.J. Kane, Derek, put them all. Or anybody, as long as it's yeah. good, I'll, I'll accept it. <laughs> Because <laughs> right. all of them do a good job as Jasons. Yeah, mm-hmm. we just need a good story. Oh, that guy in uh, Never Hike Alone, Vincent DeSanti, he did good. He did great. Yeah, he did a good job too. He's done a good job with that, and then playing Michael Myers in that the other. Shape, yeah, yeah. He's 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 a interesting cat, and in the stuff that he he's made. I mean, oh yeah, he does he does a very good job. That's for sure. But so that's so exciting, though. I mean, thinking that he, somebody that's that passionate about this, is taking the time on his own, not even being paid for anything, to fucking create this story and get things yeah. rolling, trying to generate interest and you know hopefully get people to get their heads out of their asses, basically, and get shit made, make some yeah, money. Actually, it's the fans who are suffering at this point, right? Yeah, we want more. And the title is perfect for after all this crap that we've all had. Yes. Witness yes. a good thing Jason never does. Can we finally have a 13th movie in the <laughs> Friday the 13th franchise? For the love of God, please. <laughs> right. Because at this point, Halloween has it beat with the two back-to-back movies. They're yep. yep. The plans still go through what they're trying to do. Jason... Michael's creeping on your numbers. You need to get out there. <laughs> Puppet Master has 13 movies. Yep. God. So good. But, yeah, so that that's great. Um, now, we did have a, a new Critters movie that came out recently, uh, Critters Attack. Why don't you guys go ahead and um, let us know a little bit about that? Because I know I haven't seen that yet. Pretty fun movie. I think a little bit on the a lower budget than the original, but Dee Wallace Stone is back, not reprising her original role, but coming in as a bounty hunter actually. Which kind of confused me when I watched the movie. That was one thing. I was like, like, she's not an alien like the other bounty hunters from the other movies because she has a nephew. That confused me even more is the fact that she wasn't an alien. And when yeah. they, they first introduce her, the music they play, it's like, here she is. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think it was a more of, here's D. Wallace Stone, not here's, I don't remember the name in part one, but here's Mrs. So-and-so. I will say I love the practical effects. It looks like yeah. a Critters movie. It did look like a Critters movie. Awesome. I did, yes. like you did, I had to look up and see if the Chiodo brothers had anything to do with yes. the Yes, at first... I did thought they did job. at first. I was like, this looks like Kyoto Brothers' uh, handiwork. And then I like, no, it wasn't them. They oh, wow. In the bonus features of the disc, they did say that they used some of the original critters from the other movies. So I was like, oh, okay. 
so their imprint is still on there essentially. I did like that they had a a gizmo like critter who's on the human side. It was different. Bianca. Okay. Who's all white. Yeah. White and you're, you're never sure. You know, it seems as if it's a good one, but you're not quite sure that in the movie what's going on. Right. What's her? You just, you're aware that it seems as though most of that, if the critters are following them because of her. <clears throat> but I recommend it if you're a critters fan. Check it out. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Fun movie. And all the, all the human yeah, characters were likable to too. I haven't seen it yet. All the human characters were likable. It was well made. Okay. And it could definitely have a follow up. They kind of just. Ended it. It, it kind of ended abruptly, yeah. yeah. Huh. It didn't give you a real wrap up, so it's open for anything. And no explanation for Dee Wallace on how she's a bounty hunter and how she knows about the Krites. Because right. she's not playing the same character from the first movie. Yeah. I will say, it almost felt like. A tribute to critters in a way. Like here's some more critters fun. Let's just go at it. Yeah, It was fun. I recommend it. Awesome. Um, how, Howard? <clears throat> can you uh, kind of explain how people can uh, uh, see this movie right now? Is it out on DVD or is it only on streaming right now? It's it's no, streaming it's... and on a Blu-ray and a, or I'm sorry, you can buy it digitally, not streaming. Okay. And you can buy it on yeah. DVD or Blu-ray. Awesome. And I believe they actually have a, a five-pack out now, including it with the other movies. Oh, okay. cool. I didn't know that either. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. I'll have to check that out. So, that's awesome. Um, now, this past week was uh, a milestone, kind of going back to Friday the 13th. Um, 30 years of Jason Takes Manhattan um, came out 30 years ago this uh, past week. Um, kind of, that was my first one where I um, saw Kane Hodder as Jason. Because um, I saw that one before I saw Part 7 or even Jason Goes to Hell or anything like that. So that was kind of my first um, instance of seeing Kane Hodder as Jason. I absolutely, that Jason is my favorite look of Jason. I absolutely love the mask from part eight. Um, overall, I, I love Jason, man. J Jason takes Manhattan too. Yeah, I will say it's something that's growing on me when it first came out. I was so excited about the New York thing, being mm. from New York. And so when I got to see it, that, let me down so much that it was only at the end of the movie. I let a lot of people down. Yeah, it was it was and, in New York, so. And it was yeah. also the it was also the first one where they kind of drifted away from the camp. Yeah. So it took a while for me to get over those two things, but I will say it's the last of the Paramounts, and I still it I like it now. It holds yeah. up. It's kind of the last one where. I feel like after that, you know, the franchise really has struggled and to find a place. Right. It's been kind I of like the movie. The since, uh, um, it's 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 got its problems. Right. Um, but I don't. It's not the director's fault because if you listen to his interviews, he had all this stuff planned for like Madison Square Garden. Uh, I believe uh, 
Central Park. I mean, he was going to go all over the place, and Paramount just kept cutting the budget to where he had no choice but to set most of the movie on that boat. Right. And then only they only they only got to film in New York for like the Times Square scene. Everything else yeah, is like in Vancouver. And it's crazy they spent so much money on the movie. Anyway, it's like one of the ones they spent the most money on, and they they still yeah didn't get it accomplished what they should have. Right. Plus, the MPAA struck again, so a lot of the cool kills were trimmed. Yeah, they, they, they notoriously hit Friday the 13th with every movie. Yeah. Oh, they were looking I, for him. They were waiting I, for him. I, I, lo- I love this movie. I thought the it had some really good kills. The head punch is iconic. Yep. That is definitely um, high up on the list. Drowning the, the teacher and the acid in the streets. I love that scene. He deserved yes, every fucking moment it. of that. That fucking bastard. <laughs> I wanted to kill that motherfucker from the beginning. What always makes me cringe is when he kills the boxer with the hot stone. And the yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seems painful to me. When the, when the guy climbs up on the antenna tower, <laughs> where was he going? <laughs> yeah, me and Mark were talking about that last night. He's like, <laughs> where the, the fuck is he thinking he's going to go? Where are you going from there? <laughs> Are you thinking Jason's a bear? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. What's funny is that that actor would star in uh, Puppet Master 4 and 5. Oh wow. (laughs) That's that's him, yeah. I I didn't realize that. Uh, Gordon Curry. (laughs) Okay, yep. Yeah. This movie also... He's rolling those movies too, much better than his rolling. Friday. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of his stuff got cut. If if you watch the deleted scenes, he had more stuff when he was with um oh, wow. um oh what's the lead kid's name Sean right yeah. uh yeah yeah Sean okay I was making sure I wasn't going crazy like like there was more stuff on the bridge with his dad and he was in there and I mean a lot of stuff got cut obviously yeah um, yeah and they did the the camera tricks with to make the boat look bigger. Yep. When in, yeah. when you, in the beginning, you can tell how small that fucking boat is. Yeah. <laughs> or like, you have like this huge group of extras at the beginning as the movie goes on. It's like the boat's deserted yeah, now. Yeah, yeah where'd all the kids go? <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, Jason just killed everyone, I guess. <laughs> we didn't see that. He did justice kill count for everyone on that boat. <laughs> nope. We have to well, pause the blue right now. Kill and count count for, uh, Jason X for all the people on the space station that blew up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, take that, Michael. But this this movie <laughs> also planted the seed for Freddy versus Jason being taken away from Kane Hodder. Yep. Oh yeah, Ken Kurzinger because Ken Kurzinger. Because somebody that is one of the worst had the bright ever. idea that Kane was not capable of doing the car scene because they didn't want to get Kane to get hurt, even though Kane's one of the most accomplished stuntmen in, exactly. in movie history. That never that made one scene where he's coming off the subway, man, where he's coming off that subway car. It's so obvious it's not Kane playing the role. Yeah. 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 I mean, he did the scene oh, where he terrible. fell in part seven, where he fell backwards and crashed through the stairs. Yep. And that was all his He had the idea. roof fall on top of him in part seven, too. Yeah. That was all him, too. That car stunt was easy cakewalk for Kane. 
That shit never made sense to me. It never did. No. And because no. of that, um, you know what happened. You know, history made yep. itself. <laughs> What's well, this? It's the same thing that happened with uh, Halloween Curse of Michael Myers when uh, they went back to reshoot stuff. They got a different person to be Michael, so in those some of those shots, Michael's not as bulked up as George yeah. P. Rober is. So he's like, "Whoa, did, did Michael just lose a couple of pounds in between shots there?" Yeah, because the different <laughs> right. guy. They just, they just, I mean, that whole movie's a cluster. It's the same thing. One of the things that always bothered me with um, Jason Takes Manhattan, though, and I, I mentioned this to Mark last night, too, when we were watching it, is how um, Jason throws Julius off the side of the boat. <laughs> and I swear to God, he's in the fucking water for, for an like hour, two hours. Minutes. <laughs> or whatever the case may be. And then all of a sudden, he's still afloat and swims to the fucking boat and gets in there. Like, that motherfucker would have drowned if it was real life. There was nothing down there for him to grab onto. He was a boxer and an athlete. And he was he just hanging on to that same rope that Jason used to climb. Up. <laughs> he just needed to cool down, guys. He was a little hot-tempered at the moment, so he decided to stay there cool off. Okay. He was down there yeah. punching fish. Take <laughs> <laughs> that, Jaws. <laughs> do y'all believe? What do y'all think of her um, hallucinations of Jason? I think, I think she was nuts. psychotic. Yeah, she yeah, was nuts. I yeah. think she was having those are hallucinations. She didn't have any kind of like right. connection. That, what do you to think Jason? about the end when the toxic waste comes through? I fucking hate did that. They just kill Jason, or did just... it return him? Did it return to him to a kid, or was that just what she saw? I think just she just she hallucinated I, yeah. to see the kid. I don't think it was there. That that just doesn't make any sense. Right. I believe it melted him like we see in part nine when his mask looks like it's melted onto his face at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I know that that wasn't their intent, but yeah. that's well, possibly. That's, like, that's what I always it figured. It looks like her hallucination. Like, it almost made it feel like they were ending everything at that point. Yep. Well, Rob Z, the director. Like over time, you know, we've had more movies and it has more of that feeling. But at the time when it first came out, it kind of felt like that was their way of killing him and ending right. him. He's now a boy. He's well, returned to what he was when he died, and it's over. Well, Rob Heaton, that was his original plan. He mentioned, uh, I believe it was in the commentary, he said that um, his whole idea was that um, Jason was taken out of Camp Crystal Lake. Hence, he doesn't have, like, uh, he mentioned something about, uh, like, the curse of Camp Crystal Lake or something like that. And since he was, since he was, out of that environment, and that was supposed to be like his final death. Yeah, which of course we know. Is, I mean, not, nothing was ever mentioned about a curse of Camp Crystal Lake, other than the folks who just because of all the stuff that Pamela did. Is how the hell did Jason get back to Crystal Lake after all that shit? Great, he hitchhiked. <laughs> Maybe the sewer currents drifted him off. Maybe. <laughs> Well, he fought, he swam and followed them to the New York Harbor, so I think he just swam. Yeah. Back. He's like, oh. fuck this place. <laughs> I'm going back to Crystal Lake. He didn't trip. swim. He walked on the bottom of the ocean. All hey, the way Jason, Jason's a country boy. He's not a big city boy. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
Making any peace and quiet out of here. One thing we do know because of this movie, Jason does not like hip-hop. No. <laughs> That's the best scene. <laughs> You're dead meat, Slimer. Just lifts his mask up. <laughs> Yo, it's cool. It's cool, Sorry, man. Bro. <laughs> it's cool, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the other, my other little nitpicky thing, and uh, the things with this movie that I don't like are just really kind of nitpicky things. I mean, overall, I think the movie's good. Um, it's obviously not great, but it's 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 good. But my other little nitpicky thing is how they changed the ki 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 ma 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 to Jason. I mean, why in the fuck Jesus, would you do that? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah, they're in the Paramount logo. That's so stupid. Yeah. Because I guess I my. My thought, I guess, is that it's just because uh, by that point, they were all just called Jason Films anyway, so they just figured just change it. Uh, I bet you that's probably what it is. Probably. But, I mean... They were trying to be hip. Yeah. Yeah. Something. I think that might have been I the remember... first um, Jason that didn't have Henry Manfrini completely involved. Like, uh, actually, it's... That it worked with him. It, it was... I think it's part seven that started. Part seven is, that... is where that started. Um, I mean, he, they still use some, they still use some of his stuff from like previous movies, I think is what it was, but yeah, overall, Which is why I get seven, yeah, but seven was I the swear first one. Was, yeah. Yeah. I was say, cause I swear eight was the first one where he wasn't put in the credit. Yeah. You know, the first time I, I rented part eight on VHS two billion years ago. Um, I remember when the movie started, the darkest side of the night started playing and my dad and I, we would watch, cause he likes to watch Friday 13th also. And we both looked at each other and I thought, well, what they like give us the wrong tape? This is a Friday 13th movie. Yeah, that was, uh, and then it occurs, it shows Times Square choice. and says Friday the 13th part A. I was like, okay, a different way to start a Friday movie, but I like that song though, but. It's just the looks my dad and I gave each other. Like, what are we watching? <laughs> right. That's good. That's good stuff. And a special tribute to Mr. No Pants. We cannot forget him and his iconic <laughs> subway scenes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I'm trying to find the timestamp now because I forgot it. <laughs> Isn't that when they're when they're exiting the subway when they're coming into Times yes. Square? That guy in the, like the hat and the black jacket that's long. Yes, and the <laughs> black guy walks by and looks at him like, "What is wrong with you, brother?" <laughs> I swear that guy's not an extra man. That's a real walking around. I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it. I would not Hold doubt it. There. Hold on, I think I found him. Yeah. Minute 25, 26 seconds, Mr. Bill Pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Locked up somewhere now. Right. For messing with the Weinsteins. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You want to be a star, don't you? <laughs> he thought he made it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the one thing I noticed last night with watching this is that this is kind of one of the longer Friday the 13th, too. It was like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Nearly yeah. two hours. Which, it doesn't feel like it's that long. Honestly. Not as a decent pace, man. Once they get to New York, it just flies by at that point. Yeah. I feel like. And honestly, they, they're yeah. in New York for the last 40 minutes of the movie. 
And yeah, it, it yeah, still so seems it's like more of it than you even realize. Sometimes yeah. it feels like it's 15 minutes and no one's done. It's like, what the People hell? like to nitpick <laughs> and say only the Times Square is New York, the rest is Canada. Yeah, but for the movie, they are in New York. Yeah, we, we don't know that. It's not like. Yeah, that's, no, how, that's just how movies work. Movies yeah. are shot on a set. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, get over it. They were in New York for the last 40 minutes of the movie, so just deal with it. You know how damn hard it is to shoot in Times Square? <laughs> yeah, especially in 1989. Exactly. I imagine just getting the legalities straight yeah. are a pain in the ass. All the permits, yeah. Yep. Because you have to have awesome cops there. would be to be walking around Times Square and then see Kane Hodder in full Jason outfit. Oh, man, I'd flip out. <laughs> I was, I was just like, yes, this is awesome. Or, look, I was reading about the Tom McLaughlin. I was like, can you imagine? I was like, I'd love to be able to work my way onto that set. Just to, I feel like a little kid, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. On the set of a Jason. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Hashtag get Sean on the Jason. Wait, let's not get crazy now, Sean. I'll pay you to be on set. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll say for part eight, my favorite kill, of course, is Julius's death. Oh yeah, head punched. Head punched up. Love that. that He was taken. Julian goes out. Julian takes it like a man. Take your best shot. (laughs) Bam. Mine would have to be the flying V guitar to the face. Yeah, oh, that's a good. One that's too. a good one too. <laughs> JJ. Yeah, uh, Julius is my favorite, but I still, like I said, I cringe at the the hot stone in the guy's stomach. Yeah, well, that hurts. <laughs> yeah. I bet you Julius didn't feel anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely, definitely my favorite though. Because um, originally mine, I was thinking is Julius's, but more I think about it, Rennie's uncle being fucking killed because that motherfucker yeah. deserved every second of that for all the shit that he's done to her. Not and, only that, but him just movie. crying to Jason. Please no, I'm begging you. Fucking scumbag. Jason's like, <laughs> so who was hurt? Who was worse, him or Dr. Cruz from Part 7? Oh, it's such a toss-up. It is such a toss-up. <laughs> Dr. Cruz. Dr. Cruz is such a He tried to use Tina's mom as a human shield. <laughs> yes. that's, that's true. That is true. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bad news. I was too. wondering who was worse. Who was worse? The drug dealers in the alley, or the rich bitch who pushes her off the boat? <laughs> oh, drug dealers, because they're about to rape her. That's true. Yeah. yeah. The rich bitch was trying to kill her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fine line, though. That we is a fine that. line. Well, who's to say they weren't going to kill her after they raped her? True. true. <laughs> Very true. Very true. But don't forget, they forced heroin into her system also. Yeah, that's true. That's everyday New York living, Ted. 
Since you're from New York, Sean, I have a question. Is it true that toxic toxic waste gets flushed through the sewers every night? <laughs> Only on Tuesdays. <laughs> well, welcome to New York where we don't wear pants and we stick each other around the way with needles. It's well maintained as their sewers actually probably are they're probably some of the cleanest best sewers there are. Like they have their own division and unit of people who go down there and work on like their brickwork and everything. Oh so, wow. Like it's a serious thing, yeah. Wow. Well this has been a lot of fun. I mean I, I, I didn't even realize at first that it's been 30 years, you know, because, like, I mean... Yeah, me either, man. Every time they do that, I feel old. Yeah. But I still love it, because I got to experience it. So. Exactly. So, um, you know, we'd love to know what you guys think, too. You can definitely reach us through our Facebook page, um, facebook.com slash podcast. We have our website where our podcasts are posted. We're also on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, so on and so forth. Check us out. We do want to thank you for joining us tonight for the podcast for our second episode. Please bear with us as we, you know, are still figuring out everything, especially audio-wise, because we're in four different states. You know, so it's, it's, it's interesting trying to put this together, but we appreciate <laughs> you guys checking us out. We should have another episode out hopefully next week um, as well. Um, and we hope that you guys are enjoying what we're putting together. And uh, we can't wait to see what comes next. And as always, see you next week. <laughs> That's going to become a thing, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> and I love it. I've decided it is a thing. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today for the CLS Podcast. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, campers. Campers.